Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, happy damn Friday, everybody. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, uh, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Lots to make our way through over the next couple of hours, and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Um, uh, uh, lots to unpack. Um, wow, last night. Wow, Joe Biden. Wow. Islamophobia. Wow. You know, I came up with a new term today. Now, I'm going to take intellectual uh, ownership of this unless somebody else came up with it before me. Okay, because I'm watching this thing last night. went on for about 15 minutes. Uh, and and it was a real mishmash uh, of, uh, you know, Israel, the poor suffering people of Palestine and, and Muslims here in America and Ukraine. <laughs> Which is, uh, my brother Trey was pointing out, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, Israeli assistance would be tied directly to uh, money going to Ukraine. And in the middle of it, there's kind of this little preachy bit about Islamophobia. And you're, you're you know, we're, I'm sure we're going to hear more of this with all the pro-Palestinian stuff out there. With the little, little idiots with their Amazon hijabs. And, you know, one thing I, I feel that, you know, as a American citizen just kind of paying attention to what's going on is uh, what I'm seeing right now is not really a lot of uh, Islamophobia. There's a lot of anti-Hamas stuff if you're actually a, a person with a brain between your ears. I'm seeing a lot of what I'm going to call Jewophobia. There's Jewophobia all around you. Now, you know, the clever word or, or the sanitized word is anti- anti-Semitism. Uh, and nobody wants to be accused of that, right? You know, uh, but we have a lot of folks who, uh, really don't like Jews. Apparently I I mentioned yesterday about how uh, in a deli on a storefront, uh, in New York city, uh, had swastikas up there. And, uh, even the, the basic, the the general tone of, 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 I almost said Obama. Well, same thing. The general tone of that thing last night was, hey, Israel, don't just be killing people. Make sure you're taking care of them. You know, make sure you're abiding by the laws of war or the Geneva Convention or whatever you want to call it. Make sure that if you blow something up, you take care of the people you blew up. And you Americans, it's the president. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, and we'll, we'll play some audio here coming up in a bit. You hateful mega hat wearing Americans, don't be hating on no Muslims now. Jewophobia. You know, aren't you seeing it? Aren't you hearing it? Uh, on the campuses uh, of major universities across this country, in Times Square, uh, you know, all around you, Jewophobia. Let's call it what it is. And, uh, I, you know, wh- feeling as if. As a, a person who, you know, I mean, ha- half the people in my world are Mexicans, the other half are Jews. I mean, that's kind of where I am right now in life. This is my tribe. This is my community. Hell, I know a few Mexican Jews. Um, being dressed down, and we saw this in, you know, the two decades after 9-11, and it, it, it was, it, was, it, it kind of picked up as a slow vibration in the early days after 9-11, then took on a life of its own, and then really, 
you know, it all became about Islamophobia and, oh, my God, a lot of these pissed-off Muslims are just living in crummy conditions and they're being oppressed by the Israelis. Israelis. People love to hide their Jewophobia by calling them Israelis instead of Jews. Why don't you be somebody and just come right out and say it? And, uh, you know, I'm getting dressed down by the president. The pre- this president who has screwed over this country so many different ways on so many different levels, frankly, again, as a taxpaying American citizen, I don't know if we can turn it around. I really don't. And i got to listen to this piece of crap who has said some of the most racist things about black people, about Hispanics, about women, about all kinds of folks. I got to listen to this guy starting to dress me down about American Islamophobia. Because, wow, some Muslims, fundamentalist Islamic terrorist weirdos, were chopping the heads off of babies, but somehow that's not the focus. Uh, The focus isn't on all the innocent Palestinians and Jews, predominantly Jews, who were slaughtered by Hamas. Uh, It's all about how, well, we shouldn't be hating. Don't be hating. You know, you Jew-loving weirdos, you know? I mean, it's, 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 uh, the word I used yesterday is the only word I can use today. It's beyond obnoxious. And I, you know, I, I noticed something else. And you can call me up and tell me what you're thinking. 210-599-5555. But Jewophobia, it's the new rage, man. It's the cool thing right now, man. If you want to be cool in America, you better be flying a Palestinian flag and talking about those evil, murderous Jews. You know, uh, that's what the cool kids are all doing. You know, and I, 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 I are there any... Uh, do we know if there's any, like, Muslim Halloween costumes that people can get their hands on, you know, so they can show their support for the Palestinian people? You know, I, it's it's sickening what's going on. It, it, you know what it reminds me of? What's going on with Israel and the reaction. And this, is, and this isn't just, you know, in, in the pricey boutiques and cafes of, of New York City. In California, in Los Angeles, okay? It, it, this is global. You're, you're seeing this. You're seeing... Uh, Israeli consulates being attacked. You're seeing American consulates being attacked for supporting the Jews in Israel. And it's, the again, if you're a young, uh, empty-headed poli-sci major in your third semester, man, you better be out there hating on the Jews if you want to be cool. It reminds me of when... The tranny went into the elementary school. I've already forgotten what, where this was. The tranny went into the elementary school because he, she, Shim was pissed off about something and greased a bunch of elementary school kids. And somehow, magically, by the end of the week, that person had become the victim. It's kind of what I'm hearing right now. It's kind of what I'm seeing. And I'm not here to diminish the tragic nature and the horror of the six-year-old kid who was murdered by the old, uh, the old bastard there outside of Chicago. But my God, you've had children being mowed over and slaughtered, and their families get, li- get to see live streaming on social media of their own children getting murdered. And the only name the president offered up yesterday was a six-year-old kid out of Chicago. 
well, hey, not to mix messages here and topics, but maybe you people in Chicago ought to do something about all the violence in your town. Oh, that's right. We can't. I thought we couldn't call people who killed other people in Chicago thugs and criminals and killers. Whatever the hell. That was, I, I don't, I, I was saying at the time it was going on, this is freaking pointless. With the, the president, why do you even bother? Why bother, you know, putting, on, putting his feeble ass on a dolly and wheeling him out there anymore, if that's what he's going to do and say? I mean, it, it, we really do live in an upside-down era right now. And, and I had a, a, a good friend of mine, no, a new friend of mine, who is very politically active, uh, and she came up to me uh, in the beginning of the week and said, everything's upside down. What used to be good is now bad. What used to be bad is now good. And in America, sorry, the Jew haters are the cool kids. Whether there's some Jew-hating celebrity, some Jew-hating college puke, some Jew-hating politician, Democrat politician, Jewophobia, it's all around you, baby. Maybe we ought to tackle that issue, uh, President Biden. Oh, I'm sorry, I, you're not really presiding over anything. Joe, Scrappy Joe from Scranton. Maybe we ought to do something about the, the Jewophobia that we're seeing, the, the uptick in that. Because that's all, I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of Islamophobia. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of hatred for terrorists who slaughter people who, again, like to chop the heads off of babies I'm sure they got some great pictures out of that one for their, their freaking phones and social media. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing an uptick in Islamophobia. I'm seeing an uptick in, hey, it's suddenly cool to openly hate Jews. Am I, am I wrong? Am I, does it sound like I'm pulling this out of my ass? Or have you not been watching TV and reading about what's going on in the world? Not you people, because you pay attention. But holy crap, man. I w- I'd rather the guy just didn't say anything at this point. Because, when, when and Biden is a puppet, you know, we, we all know this. But hearing this crap, it's it's insulting to my intelligence. And me, mean, meaning the general me, a lot of you agree with this stuff. It's insulting to my intelligence. It's insulting to my freaking humanity. God. Ron, how are you? Hello, Sean. Hey, man. Pick up speaker. There you go. Yeah, you're as usual. You're you're right on right on the uh, right on the mark. And who who the heck has voted in Hamas? You know, was it not the Muslim? Was it was it not the uh, the uh, was it was not it was Islam? Now let me just give you something real quick here. Uh, you were talking about Jewophobia, and you're right on right on the mark as usual. Yes, and we have a preacher who's told me about uh, this new layer of. Christianity, which allows their uh, their congregants to diminish Israel. They believe that Israel is not Israel. It's just some land that's full of a mass of some people that claim they're uh, from Israel and that they are Israelis, but they're not Israelis. And uh, if you want to diminish them, uh, the preacher mentioned some new layer of Christianity where they literally um, profess this that Israel is no longer Israel. There's some oh, class know. of people. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty ridiculous. And Sean, just uh, just keep plugging away because uh, you know when, well, I thought I, I, I thought I had something special. No worries, I, I got to run, man. But yeah, goodbye. We'll we'll take some work. We got a lot of people trying to get through. Mike, hang on. Dan, hang on. 
How are you feeling about the uptick in Jewophobia in America and around the world? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Have I pissed anybody off yet? God, I hope so. Let's go to uh, <laughs> let's go to Mike. Mike, how are you? You're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Sean, man, I'm doing great, brother. Thank you so much for for your voice on on the air. I, I couldn't agree with with you all the time. Every time I listen, uh, but just your your pissed offness this morning is exactly why I didn't even watch the presidential speech Ugh. because I, I, I'm to me he's not a president. He's he is a liar. A manipulator, and he's anti-American, in my opinion. He absolutely so I, is. He's doing everything. They, whoever they are, who are actually pulling his strings, are doing everything they can to destroy this country. And they're doing a hell of a job. Of they it. are. They're doing a bang-up job, man. They really are. Hell of a job. And so, because of what I just said, I don't watch it. I can't. I watched about two right. minutes of it, if that much. And had to turn it off because I would be so pissed off, like you are, that it's just not good for my blood well, pressure. And I'm glad I'm not drinking anymore because I'd have gotten wasted last night. You know, it's it's depressing to watch. It really yeah. at this yeah. point, it's actually moving beyond anger because I I I hate to be a a bummer on a Friday, but I don't know if we can turn this crap around. I really don't. And, and the more hey, images I see of Americans. With their fists in the air, talking about the evil Jews, you know, I I, I can't believe the world I'm living in. I just can't yeah, believe it. I, I agree. I can't either, and it it it's sad, and I'm so frustrated with part of our government officials who are just allowing this to happen. They have well, they, no they're of the same mind. They they want it to happen. They want this crap yeah. to happen. I got to run, man. I appreciate the call. Uh, uh, let, let's go to Dan. Dan, how are you? Not too bad, Sean. As usual, you're right on the money. Well, thank you all. Um, no, the, see, the thing about it is, the reason why you don't hear anything about Chicago is because they don't want people to believe that it's black on black crime. They want people to believe that it's whites attacking blacks or it's Hispanics attacking blacks, when in reality, it's black on black crime. They have mass shootings every weekend. It's like a common occurrence. And it's usually become, it's usually from the gangs. Right, right. And but you don't you know you don't hear anything about that. Well, no, because if if you start talking about black on black crime in places like Chicago and and Baltimore and, and Philadelphia, and, Philadelphia and, and and you know you start talking about that stuff, then what comes into focus as far as being the target of criticism? What? You have to look at what is enabling Racism. that and causing it, and what you find is, well, democratic policies in mm-hmm. these towns are what lead directly to this stuff. They, they, would, they either make the problem worse, they either make the problem worse, or they don't do anything about the problem at all. Right. And if you bring that which up, then you're a racist. Now, I lived, I lived north of Chicago, and Chicago tried that gun buyback program. Oh, God. And it was an absolute failure. It's failed in every city they've done it. 
and right. it's going to fail here as well. Wow. And Courage is an idiot if he thinks that guns are the problem. Well, I honestly don't think Courage is thinking that deeply about it. Because you know what? You can't point to an example where the gun buyback thing has worked and accomplished anything right. other than more crime, more guns in the hands of bad guys. You, there's, 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 you can't find an example where it's been successful. He doesn't give a crap. No. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's no. a claiming thing. He wants to be able to claim that he did this. Yeah. It's all it is. It's, it's another feather in his cap saying, well, look what I attempted right. to do. Doesn't matter what well, the re- attempting to do something doesn't mean you actually did it. It right. just means you tried. Well, and that doesn't mean anything. And, and, and the real-world impact is irrelevant to people like Courage. It doesn't matter. You didn't have to live right. in it. So I got to go, man. I appreciate yeah. the call. 210-599-5555. Um, I don't know if you're eating brekkie uh, right now, but if you're you know having a granola bar or something or some pancakes, we're going to play some audio from last night when we get back. Uh, so make sure you swallow that stuff and, and get the digestive process going uh, uh, soon because this will make you want to barf. Uh, that's coming up next on News Talk 550 KTSA. I don't feel Trump should be in trouble. Get the news. That's unconstitutional. You got the news. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. 936 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. And uh, coming up, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting some uh, info on something that's going on in my particular neighborhood uh, from uh, a neighbor friend of mine. Hi, Jen. Uh, that has to do with this larger issue of this town going to crap and, and why and how this is happening. And I've been mentioning and we'll get into I'm going to get into it now. We'll talk about this at a little after 10. Uh, I'm just learning about this, so uh, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, something that's going on. If you don't think that the crappiness, the general crappiness of this city as it exists right now isn't coming to your neighborhood, no matter which corner of this city you live in, you are sadly mistaken. And apparently it's coming to my neighborhood, so I want to talk about that coming up here in a little bit. Um, but let's let's dealing with the president from last night. That's one of the bigger stories. They're, they're still they're having another vote on the speakership and Jim Jordan and all that stuff. I think I ought to just plug Hakeem in now and just get her over with. <laughs> you know, that's what the swamp wants and requires. You can smell the methane uh, uh, reeking all around the whole Speaker of the House thing. Uh, and then we got some other stuff to talk about, but first off, yeah, James has some audio from the president from last night and James just as is our, our way, just roll it out. Let me respond. Earlier this year, I boarded air force one for a secret flight to Poland. There I boarded a train with blacked out windows for a 10 hour ride each way to Kiev to stand with the people of Ukraine ahead of the one year anniversary of their brave fight against Putin. I'm told I was the first American to enter a war zone not controlled by the United States military since President Lincoln. With me was just a small group of security personnel and a few advisors. Well, he's Abe Lincoln now. He's a, we remember the trip. We talked about it on the radio. Um, first off, screw Ukraine uh, at this point. Sorry. <laughs> it, it's it's um Trey and I both say this. It's a money laundering scheme, and half that fifteen minute whatever the hell that was last night was about Ukraine. 
Because again, they're they're playing or they're trying to. It's, let me break it down to my simple cave dwellers' brain here. They're playing on your sympathy in a sense for Israel and the atrocities we have witnessed. They're trying to uh, expand that into Ukraine, so you'll feel better about billions of freaking dollars going to Ukraine. Uh, just uh, uh, as I believe a way to basically shift uh, billions of American dollars to a whole bunch of people that have nothing to do with fighting Putin and Ukraine or what have you. And beyond that, at some point, shouldn't Ukraine be defending themselves? They've, got, they've received billions of dollars in munitions from us. So, you know, it, it's, our, it's becoming our Vietnam, only it's our Vietnam to the 10th power. So that's what's going on right there. But holy crap, he did. I, I was watching last night, and Elaine, our, my executive producer, was was texting me uh, a couple of texts. And I, frankly, James, I'd kind of zoned out uh, a- after we got into about 11 minutes. And this was near the end. And she said, did he just compare himself to Lincoln? And I, I said, what, did he? I, I heard him talking about the train ride. He did. I mean, that's the that's the implication. At least he didn't go 30 minutes. God, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I might have relapsed. You know, I mean, uh, normally that, that, I took notice of that. Normally a speech like that would be a 40 to 50 hour long speech. You're addressing the nation about the beginnings of, frankly, World War III. But 15 minutes is about all that guy can do. And I'll talk about that also coming up here in a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's now Lincoln. Uh, in case you you weren't paying attention, and 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 Joe, the thing about Joe Biden, you have to remember. I mean, yeah, he's feeble. Is he dementia-addled? I believe so. I think he's at stage three. That's just my personal opinion based upon my personal experience. The dude's got dementia eyes at this point. He's got dementia eyes. He's got that squinty. I'm not really sure what the hell's going on here. <laughs> you know, but Joe Biden. What I found with with dementia, watching my mom go through it is that dementia, you, you don't stop being who you are, okay? You just lose the ability to understand what's going on around you. Your memories get uh, mixed up, get scrambled, basically. You lose awareness uh, uh, as it progresses. And so my point is, if you're an a-hole going into dementia, Dementia, in a sense, will magnify your a holedness <laughs> Does that make sense? Because there's also a lot of things with dementia, like anger. Uh, people with dementia suffer a certain level of frustration inside their own minds because, to a certain extent, they are kind of weirdly aware that they're not aware. And it's very frustrating, and so that manifests as you know, uh, pointless anger. Uh, and I, you see that a lot with a guy like Joe Biden, but Joe Biden as a human being, and this is who he's always been. He's 99% ego and about 1% water. That's all the guy is. So yeah, in his mind, I'm sure he does think that he is on the same level as an Abraham Lincoln. And we talked about this in where in Rima, the best wartime presidents hated war. Lincoln hated war. He agonized over the conflict between the states, especially because it was Americans against Americans, especially because at that stage we were a very young, we were an infant of a nation.
He didn't love it. He didn't relish it. Joe Biden loves to slide on his aviator glasses and try to bullcrap his way into the idea that he's just a tough guy. He's a tough, scrappy, working-class dude just like you and me. Well, not me, but you. <laughs> you know. And, uh, and the whole Lincoln trip last night was that. He is an abject failure, uh, whether he is aware of it or not, as a president. And, yeah, the Lincoln trip was a little weird. Do you have another piece of audio you want to roll out there? Let's take a the listen. The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world, in the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East. Iran is, is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine, and it's supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region. <laughs> and we'll continue to hold them accountable, I might add. Mm. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Did he say Iran is supporting Ukraine? Did he mess up his I, words? I, wasn't re- I heard that last night, oh. and I really wasn't sure. Let me see. Let's try it again. Iran is, is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine. Oh, maybe he tried to say Iran is supporting Russia right. in Ukraine. Probably, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I was he like, doesn't Wait a minute. know. D- dude, by the time he got through, was, I think Trey said the actual time was 17 minutes. By the time he got through that, it was, you know, pudding and mashed potato time. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's time to get out the baby spoons and start feeding him some, you know, mashed uh, peaches. Well, he has a message for Putin. And if Putin attacks a NATO ally... We will defend every inch of NATO, which the treaty requires and calls for. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make it clear, we do not seek. We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia. They're already there. We, we have military people in Ukraine. Yeah, I, it's, 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 it, I think he mentioned last night, I can't remember now if it was last night or in the previous days, that the world is watching what we're doing yes they are <laughs> i'm choking on the bullcrap 210-599-5555 so i i don't know I, i'm not really sure what the point of of uh that was again to put it all you know just gonna wrap it all up here uh as far as the speech it was uh if you you know if you hate what's going on with the hamas people in in israel first off don't be hating on muslims Secondly, you Jews in Israel, don't be such meanie heads. Don't, you know, make sure you're taking care of the people you blow up. Make sure you got some kind of emotional empathy going with the uh, with the terrorists. Uh, and, yeah, it, it, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. We got to continue to fight for Ukraine. And, oh, holy crap, if uh, Vlad goes after a NATO nation. Look, th- that was such a crap salad. It's hard to define any kind of sense or logic out of what the president said last night or was told, you know, given to read. Because of the decline thing, I don't know if you picked up on this, but again, such a speech would normally, I think, be a little longer. He, James, he came off very energetic when he started. He was actually talking kind of fast. And then it tapered <laughs> by very the time, quick. Dude, I saw it. By the time he got to the end, it was nap time. You could see the energy level go down. I swear to Jesus, I think they're shooting him up with something. Well, They're giving he, him something to get out there. If he needs a bump, it's in those little cubbies over by the West Wing. <laughs> I mean, that's where they stash him. Hunter's got your back, buddy. 
210. What a farce. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. You're certainly entitled to your opinion. Opinions. My opinions matter. We listen to yours. That's what I like about talk radio. News Talk 550 KTSA. In my opinion, you guys are doing a great job. And FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. All right, let's take a break from the world events World events here. And then I want to talk about some thing that's going on here in town that I'm just kind of learning about coming up at 10.05. But I had a, I guess what we now call on this show, a small can of beans moment with the, uh, These are the with best. my baby, with my, my wife. These are the My best. family unit. All right, Don, let's get ready. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Yes. All right, so premise. We have a small <laughs> fridge. <laughs> In, I guess you'd call the dining area, kind of the, between the dining area and the living room where we spend most of our time. And that's where we keep our soda pops. Bigger than a dorm fridge? No, it's just a little, uh, we got a main oh, okay. fridge. Just a little tiny fridge that we used to have in the porch. Now it's inside. And we load it with sodas. We all like Big Red, Dr. Pepper, you know, Sprite. We, we, we you know, and for months I have heard... Mr. John, if you take a soda out of the fridge, make sure you put one back in. Oh, make sure no. you replace the damn sodas. Don't just think about yourself and, and take a soda out of the little fridge and not put one back in. Because then somebody might go uh, to get a big red and there's no big red in there. It's all because of you. You know, so it's, it's like a thing. Make sure you're filling up. If I forget to replace the sodas in the fridge, in the little fridge there, I get all, I get, you know... I don't get yelled at, but you know, I, I get I get a reaction. A little side eye. I get a little side eye, man. <laughs> My own home. And so I'm on this movie shoot for three days. Oh boy. And it's oh, I'm basically go. not there. Okay. I, I'm I'm basically it's like I'm gone for three days because I come home, I go right to sleep, and I got up in the morning, I went right back to the movie set, okay? So for three days, Don and James, effectively, I was not in the home. Yesterday, after I got home <laughs> from the show, I felt tired. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to grab a Big Red from the little fridge there. Certainly my family unit, as they admonish me, their three grown adults are also, when they take a soda out of the little fridge, are replacing it. I opened up that door to that little fridge, and I heard echoes. Do you know why? Because <laughs> it was freaking empty. Ooh. There's no sodas well, the at cat, all. The cats aren't doing it. Now, listen, normally, if I just leave a hole of one soda, if there's no Big Reds in there, you know, because I drank them all and didn't replace a single Big Red, I got to hear about it. But for three freaking days, nobody re- obviously replaced any sodas <laughs> in that little fr- It was empty, man. It was freaking barren, okay? There were no sodas in the little fridge. Being a funny guy, I bring this, and, a, and somebody who likes, I guess I enjoy punishment, I bring this up to my hispanic wife, like, hey, I guess uh, when I'm gone, uh, nobody, uh, as I'm always being yelled at, nobody replaced any sodas in the fridge because it was absolutely empty, and when I'm here, when I'm here, at least you know, even if it gets low, there's always soda. There was not one soda in the fridge, man. Come on, man. Do you know what the response was? Oh, shut up! That's how we make you know you're important. 
<laughs> you still get blamed? No, no. This is how we make you feel as if you're needed. No, we depend on you to put the sodas in the little fridge. She said that crap to me. We need to get you a shirt like, with the name tag. I'm like, okay, the kids are pushing 30. Okay, you're, you're, you're turning 40, uh, you know, in a, in a couple of months. You're all fully functioning adults. And yet not one of you did anything, made any moves to replace any sodas in the fridge. And yet I go away for three days and nothing happens. Again, we're just trying to make you feel like you're needed, like we depend right. on you. The beauty of it is how she turned it around to yeah. make it seem like it was your responsibility to Appar begin with. Apparently it is. That's, yeah. a, that's a veteran Mexican move. Is it? Veteran. <laughs> veteran. <laughs> savvy. Now, I, I would say come savvy. Out the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you weren't on your fancy schmancy movie shoot, you could have <laughs> been here to refill the sodas in the fridge. And now the kids. I'm somehow falling down on the job. And now the kids and her suffered for three days for three because days, of you. Because of three you. grown ass adults drank warm Big Red because <laughs> I wasn't there to refill the little freaking fridge. I want to get him a little dolly like the Coke guys, and he can just yeah. take the little dolly to the living right. room and stack him up. Yeah. Hey, your oh only, only reason you're here at all is because a bunch of honkies died at the Alamo, okay? And I got, I got to refill the freaking fridge on top of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say on top of everything else, is, yeah. that, is that your duties of light dusting? I Look, I'm a housewife now. I, I feed the dogs when I get home. I do the dishes. I'm sorry. I do the ditches. You know, I, I, I take care of that. My wife still scoops out the litter box because it's icky. But uh, apparently refilling the freaking fridge. Oh, man. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. So I'm like, I was shooting a movie, man. We may, living, we may be living in a bungalow someday because of this little movie shoot. And I got, well, should I have driven home in between shots and filled the fridge up for you? Hey, Taylor, how much time we got before the next scene? I got to run home real quick and put some Dr. Peppers in the fridge. <laughs> Those disposable utensils aren't going to clean themselves, Sean. Oh, God. How yeah. to my silly, strange life. I love them all. I just thought it was funny. Oh, Nobody man. put us, that fridge was empty. And then she says to you, well, that's your job. Oh, you were lying down on the job. <laughs> Think about that next time you want to be in a movie. <laughs> we go without cold soda. All right. So anyway. Wait to be, Mr. Robert Redford. Listen, Mr. De Niro. <laughs> okay, I got squirted in the eye with Dr. Pepper the other day. <laughs> Because it wasn't in the fridge and it fell off the shelf and got all bubbly and crap. It was like drinking warm pee. Oh, because of you. Silly Caucasian gringo. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> is so surreal. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
I need a break. We'll be right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. <laughs> just as a follow-up quickly to the last uh, segment, uh, the text I just received from my wife. You are such a punk ass. Four, I got four exclamation points on that one, James. That's good for you. The, the exclamation point count, uh, you know, tells you about the veracity of the emotion behind the text. And then well, I got a second. Level four. I got, yeah, and I got a second punk ass, punk ass after I texted back, ha, 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 in all caps. <laughs> it's all true. Capitalized true. So I'm a punk mm-hmm. ass. Um, right. <laughs> 210-599-5555. I'm Sean. Well, I, you know, I, we, we talk a lot, and, you know, especially on Where in Rima. Trey was born and raised here. He loves his town with every molecule of his being. I, I'm, I've been here a dozen years now, and I've told you the story a thousand times over that time, over that period, how it just I love this city. I love this city. And uh, I, I don't like, neither one of us obviously likes what we're seeing. There's garbage everywhere. There's crap everywhere. Uh, frankly, there's crazy people everywhere. Don't tell me you don't drive anywhere in this town at any given moment of the day or not night and not see at least one shirtless dude roaming down the sidewalk or down the middle of the street talking and yelling at no one. It's becoming a common thing. You, you drive, uh, I drive 410, you know, uh, under every overpass and every turnaround. What do you see? You see little camps of people. Uh, I went to the resource center uh, a couple of weeks ago, and buses, uh, bus after bus after bus rolls into this town and drops off the illegals, mostly young dudes in T-shirts. And crime, I mean, holy crap, we, we have two more officers from the San Antonio Police Department who were shot yesterday, the last night. They're in serious condition. Some word I can't say on the radio was uh, they were called on, a, on, a, on a, a DV call, which is the one call they all dread. Something with some guy's kids. Guy was gonna it was starting to pour gasoline on the house uh, around the house of his ex-wife. I guess I'm I'm assuming her ex somebody who had his kids there. And cops show up and he shoots them both with a with a long barrel. Uh, as my man Trey pointed out, we we haven't usually you f- get the name of the guy immediately or the person or the perp or whatever, and you start learning nothing about this guy. I I wonder if he's got some priors. Just thinking out loud here. Maybe he's got some priors. Maybe he shouldn't have been on the streets. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. And and I hate it. I hate because to me, this is a new love, man. I fell in love 12 years ago. I'm still in the romance stage with this town. I love this town. I don't, I'm never, I, and I will tell you this, no matter how far down the toilet this this town goes, I will never leave because this is my home now which makes it even worse, in a sense, to watch what's happening. Uh, we got bad guys on the streets. Nothing happens to them. Uh, the blue line is freaking gone in San Antonio, Texas. These guys will draw on a cop. I'm not saying cops are more important than anybody else, but they'll draw on a cop 
without any no more of a hesitation than they'll draw on anybody else. It's horrible. I would hate to be a police officer in this town, and I love law enforcement. I have law enforcement in my in my family. I am one of those guys, however square you think this is, that I thank military people for their service, and I thank law enforcement for their service as well. It's the very freaking least I can do. And they got a tough job right now. And you know this because I talk about it all the time. I live in that area, the northwest side of Bandera Road and New Gilbo Road. And I, I've been there about, I guess, almost six years now. And I love my neighborhood. It's a quiet neighborhood. It's, it's not a rich neighborhood. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a middle, I, I guess you would say, in, solidly in the middle class kind of neighborhood. If you live there, you know what I'm talking about. It's largely residential. Uh, you have, uh, a lot of elementary schools, middle schools in my neighborhood. And I mean, even on the other side of 1604 from where I live, that's why people move there. That's why people want to live there. Okay. It's not so expensive that you can't freaking exist, but it's also nice and quiet and fairly secure. You, You don't have a lot of crime. You go down Bandera Road closer to 410. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see some crime here and there, generalized stuff. But in my neighborhood, no, you you really don't see that. It's the American dream, baby, where I live. It really is, and I love my neighborhood. And it, I, I'm noticing, and I have been noticing since, frankly, Joe Biden got into office, and since a lot of the yahoos downtown started uh, moving on their extremist agenda, like the mayor. That weirdo Jalen, who is just really an annoying human being, and the city council people and, and all that, uh, who, who glom on to whatever extremist policy or idea the Castro boys hand them or anybody inside the Beltway hands them. These are, these are all people who see, frankly, San Antonio as a stepping stone to something bigger and more glorious. And just like in every other town in this country that is ruled by disastrous liberal policies, there's more crime, there's more crap, there's less infrastructure, or the infrastructure is falling apart. And I'm seeing it in my neighborhood, and I, I mentioned that you, you rarely saw crazy people and or homeless folks in my neighborhood. It's just It was a rarity. <clears throat> and increasingly over the past two years, you're seeing more and more. There's a dude hanging outside the convenience store I go to every day, yesterday, going up to people's cars. And uh, apparently, and I'm just finding this out again from one of my neighbors, hi, Jen, uh, that uh, uh, the Salvation Army, there's a Salvation Army store, one of these thrift shops on the other side of 1604 at Braun. In 1604, uh, over there by the uh, Walgreens, and the Salvation Army has sent out a a letter, which she sent me, my neighbor sent me, and I I was reading, asking for the opinion of the residents. They want to build a new rehab center right behind the the Salvation Army store. Uh, This would be predominantly for substance abusers, of which I am and have been. Uh, homeless people, uh, I would imagine given the uptick in our illegal population that a lot of those folks will end up there. 
This proposed rehab center would have about 130 dorm rooms and would provide all kinds of services for folks, including uh, I, I, there was something spiritual in there, spiritual health. And there, there's a, the letter has a, a website for a, a, a questionnaire where you can go and voice your opinions on that. Now, I don't know to what extent, uh, and I, I, again, I, I'm finding out about this on the air, so I kind of have to look it up over the weekend, but I don't know to what extent how I feel about that or my neighbors feel about that, uh, how much that actually will play a role into whether or not it goes there. Because I would submit to you, probably a fair amount of people in my neighborhood would not want that there. And I'm not anti-homeless people. I don't despise homeless people. For all I know, someday I'll be a homeless person. There but for the grace of God go I. Okay, I, 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 I'm that guy. You've heard me say on a number of occasions, I'm that guy that if I got a fiver in my wallet, which is increasingly rare... That if I see a homeless person, I'll give it to him, give him some smokes if I got some smokes. You know, I mean, I, I'm that guy. But the 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 way the homeless situation is being handled, and yeah, a lot of them are illegals, it, it has little or, no, little or no concern for, as we say, the real world impact. You put a rehab center with 130 dorm rooms behind that store, in that neighborhood, and you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. You know what comes with it. More crime, more people on the streets, more drugs, more violence, more garbage everywhere. We, we have piles of garbage starting to show up in my neighborhood now. Big old Remember I told you about, James, I told you about all the, the folks that were living at the 7-Eleven for a few weeks? Well, they moved on and left a big pile of garbage behind them that I don't know whose property that is, but it's just sitting there. And, uh, you know, if you are like me, and you're because here's the deal about my neighborhood there are a lot of schools there elementary schools and, and uh, predominantly elementary schools and middle schools. Like, there's several, it's not just one or two on both sides of 1604. And uh, I, I suppose that I'm already being a horrible person by going on the air and saying, I don't want it there. But you know what? I don't freaking want it there. And I'll be even more blunt with you, okay? I was never going to buy a house. I'm, I'm a homeowner now. I got a mortgage. Uh, and I now, I love my home. Don't get me wrong. I love my neighborhood, as I told you. But I have invested a long-term commitment to this neighborhood. My property taxes go to fund those elementary schools where those kids go. Uh, my investment in a home in this neighborhood is good for that community, as is everybody else's investment in that neighborhood. This is where we want to spend the rest of our lives. And for most people, raise their kids. For me, if grandkids come along, you know, I, that's where I'm going to be. And all of that is going to get crapped on. If you put a rehab center right there. Uh, and so I'm just, you know, my overall point is, and because I'm not trying to make this, you know, just ultimately personal about me and I'm bitching about something. Okay. This is every corner of the city. Why? Because we have a vast number 
of homeless people coming here because if you come here illegally and ride in uh, down to uh, San Pedro on a bus, you're homeless. (laughs) You are out of doors. So we're shipping in people who are inherently homeless by virtue of their situation. We are shipping in probably a fair amount of gang guys. We're shipping in traffickers. We're shipping in all of the other stuff that comes with an open border. And I'm telling you, it ins- and, and, you know, uh, Nuremberg, you know, he's a guy who doesn't, doesn't matter what state law is about sanctuary city status. We are a sanctuary city, whether we are officially or unofficially. And, baby, I don't care what part of this town you live in. I don't care if you live behind a gate in your community. Okay, this crap is coming to your corner of San Antonio. And it's disgusting to watch. Because you know what? Ultimately, if that whole neighborhood where I live goes down the tubes, it ain't going to help the homeless people. <laughs> it ain't going to help the the people who genuinely would go to such a center to to get their lives turned around if the neighborhood itself is inundated with drugs and crime. And people better start paying attention. And, you know, you look at the, uh, the, the numbers on any given city election we have, and they suck. They're infinitesimal as far as the population rates. And the city is going to hell as a result. And the city is going to hell thanks to a bunch of elite pukes downtown who themselves, I guess, feel they'll never have to worry about this stuff because they do live behind big, ugly-looking gates and walls. That keep the the ugly people out, but you know what? The ugly people can. You know what they can do? They can climb over walls. <laughs> they can get through gates, and eventually, as the population of that bunch of folks increases, which it does every hour of every day in this city, baby, they're coming to your part of town too. Then we'll see how you feel about my thoughts on a, a rehab center in my neighborhood. Okay, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. Israel at war. Stay connected to the latest. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, now she's posting about the fridge thing on social media. They, I, I they did fill it, but they, the fridge, but they... They seriously thought it would make me feel important if they they they're claiming they didn't fill it just on the day the last day that I was doing the movie shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay, two one zero. And my kids did uh, buy my wife dinner a couple of times while I was out. So thank you very much. Uh huh. Just saying, fridge was empty. Um, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We're also talking about this resource or rehab centers from the Salvation Army that uh, they want to do at Braun in 1604. And you know what I love? One of the other things I loved about my, I love about my neighborhood, you know what you see at 4 o'clock in my neighborhood every damn day during the week? Kids. My neighborhood is one of those last neighborhoods in America where kids feel secure enough to walk and ride, you know, walk home and ride their bikes home from school. In fact, in my neighborhood, when four o'clock, in my neighborhood, when four o'clock rolls around during the school year, you can't really get through town very quickly because of all the kids walking home from school. You know, I suspect you put that rehab center there; that's going to change. 
Let's go to uh, Mike. Mike, how are you? Hey, listen, uh, Sean. What, 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 what do you think's gonna happen? What do you think's gonna happen if this loser Joe Biden starts bringing people in, these so-called refugees from Palestine over over there, these sympathizers? And what do you think's gonna happen when they hit the United States? Just ask those people over there in in England and Sweden mm. that have brought these type of individuals into their country. What has happened when these people uh, attack these people? They think that they come in like they're um, refugees, and then they turn out to be a damn terrorist. Hey, listen, listen, Sean. This guy, Joe Biden, last night, we already know 15 minutes is his time limit. That's as long as he can go. Because uh, you could best believe after he finished talking last night, he went and took a nap and, and slept the rest of the night. Uh, like you said, a, a, a conference like this should be at least 45 minutes if Donald Trump if Donald Trump would have did that last night, he'd have been talking for an hour probably. Trump still be talking. <laughs> if it was yeah, Trump. Say, he'd, still, he'd still be talking. Joe Biden's time limit is 15 minutes, and he got to get the hell off the stage. But here's the deal, Sean. The first thing that should have came out of his mouth, he, instead of talking about giving money to Ukraine again and, uh, and, um, and uh, Israel, is the United States border. They've already, uh, they've already said that they want death to America. That's what they've said, Hamas. Joe Biden should be, I believe, in protecting number one, Sean. We need to protect the U.S. border. We need to lock the U.S. border down. Nobody gets in from none of these terroristic countries. To hell with Joe Biden got to say. I wish there was some way we could get him out of the White House, but unfortunately we can't do it. But we need to protect this border, and I thank you for taking my call this morning. Thanks, Mike, man. Have a great weekend out there in America, man. We appreciate you. Uh, You know, I, I... Let me ask you this. Now... Usually, you look at different moments throughout history when a president sits down at the desk in the Oval Office and addresses the American people directly. Why do they do that? And even prior to the advent of television and broadcast radio and all that, you know, uh, the letters they would put out or what have you, why why does an American president talk face-to-face to the American people? I would submit to you most of the time it's to um, either inspire them or uh, com- not comfort maybe uh, would be the incorrect word, but to, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Make you feel better about something that's going on that's horrible, right? Uh, it's a serious moment. Uh, you know, did you feel after the president was speaking last night, either comforted or inspired about the situation in Israel or the world situation in general at all? No, I felt worse. Uh, and in fe- what I mean by feeling worse is I am less confident that our government has our best interests at heart. Let me, that, that's the, the, the key I was going for. You talk to the American people to let, when you're the president, in such a fashion to let them know, I'm here for you, I have America's back, we're going to take care of this, America first. You didn't hear that from Biden last night. What you heard is, and I think it was DeSantis at one of the debates, who said the governing policy, it was one of the guys, one of the candidates, uh, the governing policy right now is America last. I heard America last last night. I heard America is hateful and Islamophobic. Uh, I heard, look, we're trying to save democracy around the world in Ukraine. 
but you guys gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta stop being such hateful rednecks. I had, I got a very sinking feeling like, oh hell, we're screwed. That's what I heard. There was no content, not really, as far as what's going to happen or what we're going to do. There was some sort of generic bumper sticker crap about standing with Israel, but fighting Islamophobia here stateside. Uh, he brought up the, yeah, tragically, horribly, the kid, the six-year-old that was killed, murdered outside of uh, Chicago because he was a Muslim. But we didn't hear any Jewish names out of Israel. We didn't hear any American names as far as the folks who lost their lives and are still being held hostage, did we? No, we didn't. America last. It's where we are. And it's sad and depressing to watch because, baby, it's not its not something, happen, something happening there on the coast. It's not something happening in California, although it is. It's something, ha- something happening right here in San Antonio on your front doorstep. Got to take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Ask your smart speaker to play us. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's 1038. I'm sorry. I'm feeling a little hollow right now. I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm feeling, you know, a little, uh, not sad, but I, as I mentioned to you a few minutes ago, I, I just discovered that apparently my entire existence, that my family unit, the people that I spend most of my time with, okay, my tribe, my people. Apparently, they only keep the gringo around to fill the soda fridge, and they they allow. I, I told the story a few minutes ago that I I was basically away for three days, and I'm always being told to replace the big reds and the Dr. Peppers in the soda fridge in the living room when I take one out. I was gone doing a fancy schmancy movie shoot for three days, and I come back and the fridge is empty, leading me to believe, James, that. Well, they didn't fill. When I'm not there, they don't bother to fill the soda fridge. But I'm expected to fill the soda fridge. And the response I got was, that's how we make you feel important. Important. Leading me to believe that (laughs) my purpose with these Mexicans is to refill (laughs) the Mexicans I live with, including the 10 cats. Remember the Alamo! Is to refill the soda fridge, and uh, uh, that's that's my purpose. It's why I'm here. I wonder what would happen if I just stopped. What if I just? What if I did make a like an Alamo type stand? Do you know what I mean? Dug my heels and said, "All right, well this honky ain't filling no damn soda fridge anymore." Would she call a lawyer? Would she call the fours? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you can go to hell. I'm going to the bathroom. I, I'm just, well, I guess we won't be drinking no damn cold soda around here now, will we? Okay. What was the uh, Davy Crockett line? Uh, you may go to hell. I'm, I'm going, going to, to Texas. Texas. Yeah. You may go to hell. I ain't filling no damn soda fridge no more. I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm trying to preserve <laughs> our way of life here in America. That was funny. That was just a really interesting. And James says this is a typical type response. Uh, that was a very, very savvy veteran Hispanic move by your wife. Yeah. I'm trying to make you feel I was impressed. Yeah. 
We're trying to make you feel important, like you have a purpose here. Is that my <laughs> only purpose? She left the hotly worded post fridge. on Facebook. She did. She's it's on yeah. social media, man. Oh God! It's Facebook official. You're getting your ass kicked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I received four punk ass texts. Oh man! I'm gonna find like what's the worst beverage you can think of? It's like the most foul beverage that nobody wants to drink. As far as Except soda's V8s. concerned, I'm gonna fill up that fridge with freaking V8s, man. I'm gonna take all the soda out of there. They're gonna wake up one day, and there'll be just a bunch of V8s in there. And then I'll see whether I'll gauge the response. Oh, you know what? There's a soda in New England called Moxie. Moxie. It is the worst tasting stuff you've ever had in your life. I'm going to get some Moxie you, overnight. You should, yeah, load up your fridge with that. See what happens. I'm going to load up that fridge with everything they hate, man. I'm going to put some Moxie in there, some vegetables. You know, I'm going to put it all in there. <laughs> oh, some... I, well, since it's my responsibility to fill the soda fridge, I thought I'd start thinking about our dietary health. And uh, there's several baggies of kale in there uh, and uh, prune juice. I'm, I'm, I, that's all, I'm going to get some cans of prune juice. I'm going to fill that freaking fridge with prune juice. It'll be my personal domestic Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> my domestic Alamo. Yeah, if the defenders of the Alamo just had some prune juice, the whole thing would have been over. Not <laughs> one more step, okay? <laughs> if that's my sole freaking purpose... You know, I got a lot of colon issues. Prune juice, baby. (laughs) Lots of prune. That fridge is going to be stocked with prune juice. You won't be able to fit a single big red in that damn thing. In fact, you people have to go out and buy another fridge. Or bathroom. It'll end up in the bathtub. Um, Also, our our friend James Pledger uh, sent us all a story from the Express News concerning... It's a real story. <laughs> Concerning uh, a, is what is this, a school board meeting? Uh, SAISD. At uh, SAISD on what, on Southside? Yep. And uh, it, James, uh, you you know of, we have an individual, uh, a trustee named Abel Chili Dog Martinez Jr. Yep. And he was taken to task uh by a a uh, uh i guess i don't know the board the, sc- or, the school board president manuel lopez called him a clown called him a clown because he was showing up to meetings in sandals and a ball cap which is frankly my better days when i go to work okay i'm dressing up if i come to work in sandals and a baseball cap and he called him a clown and so stacy alderetti yep. am i saying that correct mm-hmm. she shows up and she's already resigned uh, in April for medical reasons, according to the San, Ex- San Antonio Express news story. But she showed up in protest in full clown makeup. With two other people. With two other clowns. Yes. They called the police to have them removed from the meeting. They were dressed like clowns. They escorted two clowns off the property. <laughs> <laughs> and as James pointed out to me, where's the line? I can't find it. Uh, okay, it says officers argued with Alderetti and fellow clown Irma Vigil <laughs> as a third unidentified male clown left the room. A third wow. unidentified male clown. Well, he's wearing makeup. How do you know who he is? He's an unidentified male <laughs> clown. I wonder if they're like real clowns and they all showed up in the same little car. 
<laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Don't you think that's a funny police blotter thing? You know, uh, we have one identified clown still on the loose. I mean, do you wonder why our schools are in the crapper right now? Who ca- I don't care if the guy's wearing a baseball cap and sandals to meeting. John Fetterman, okay, that's the freaking Senate. Okay, it's not, it's not a school board meeting on the south side of San Antonio. It was probably freaking hot that day when he wore the, the flip-flops, okay, the chanclas. But uh, just the fact that they had cops remove clowns. Okay, uh, not to take it in a dark direction, okay, we got dudes on the streets with multiple violations and felonies just rolling around, you know, hey, uh, I think I'll go uh, rob a liquor store. Nothing's going to happen to me. But, baby, don't let no clowns into no school board meetings, okay? <laughs> That's the line in the sand here in San Antonio. We see a big, funny red nose, and that's where the stuff starts going down, okay? Oh, my God. A third unidentified clown. Still on the loose, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he can't run that fast with those big floppy shoes, though. It'd be kind of hard we, to get yeah, away. We have an artist's rendition uh, of the clown. <laughs> if you see a clown me matching this description... Please call Chief McManus immediately. Don't approach him. Let, now, the, let the police officers do it. But let's not get clownophobic and start, you know, just hating on clowns in general because of this incident, okay? Just because your neighbor is a clown, don't start calling the cops on your neighbor, okay? The, right. Your neighbor might not have anything to do with this identified, unidentified clown roaming the streets of San Antonio, <laughs> all right? So, you know, just don't don't get it. Don't get Bozophobic and uh, and <laughs> bozophobic, you know, firing your clown employees, denying them access to rent and apartments. Okay. <laughs> In other news, Nyosa will be closing down Clown Alley. Clown Alley's going away, man. <laughs> yep, yeah. that's gone. We got to fight the clown scourge in San Antonio, right. Texas. Police were following a trail well, of deflated balloon animals. Yeah. We we McManus will do it. Maybe Salazar. Let's get Salazar in on this. You know he he wants to be you know famous. Let's get Sal. We're we're tracking the clown. Uh, we we have people who know the clown. Okay, we we've heard that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, apparently is putting clowns on buses and <laughs> shipping them out of San Antonio against their will. Oh man. Okay, these are people who are expecting to you know. Work again and uh, and have a nice life. Holy crap! <laughs> I'm Alex Stone, and apparently clowns are still roaming the streets of San Antonio, Texas. And it's all Trump's fault. <laughs> An individual calling himself Crackers uh, has been identified <laughs> by uh, a whoopee cushion that was not licensed to him. It is, in fact, a stolen whoopee cushion. Crackers has now been apprehended. Stinky is still on the loose. The clown scourge rages on in San Antonio, Texas. Businesses are not investing in San Antonio now because of fears concerning an uptick in clown activity. Oh, oh God, this has got to be some kind of weird alien experiment. I'm not really here. I'm on the mothership. 
I'm strapped. I got that weird goo crap holding me fast to the to the examination table. I got a couple of grays probing me. This isn't real, right? None of this is real. You know, uh, I'm Mayor Nuremberg of San Antonio, Texas. I love MSNBC. And, you know, we need to stop judging clowns, okay? Not all clowns are evil. And in San Antonio, Texas, despite state law, we welcome clowns from all across the world to come here and live and, and eat tacos. I gotta take a break. Two one zero. Sanctuary city for clowns. It's a clowns. It's <laughs> clown sanctuary. The city of San Antonio opens their arms and their little funny cars to you. <laughs> Sheriff Salazar has been instructed to investigate every clown that is shipped against their will to Florida or Martha's Vineyard <laughs> or France to join Cirque du Soleil. We have a lot of cir- we have a certain number of Cirque du Soleil uh, refugees who are coming into town. All right. They're the fancy clowns. All right, I got to take a break. 210. <laughs> fancy clowns. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We have breaking news uh, just within the past few minutes since uh, we brought up the story, uh, the clown story out of, uh, what is it, uh, the Southside uh, Independent School District? Yeah, S-A-I-S-D. Uh, councilman uh, from District 2, Jalen McKee Rodriguez, has decided to start dressing openly as a clown in solidarity with the refugee clown community of this town. Only nobody could tell the difference. Um, in other words, he still looks like a clown. Clown lives matter. Clown lives matter. No peace, no grease paint. No peace, no grease paint. I got to credit Elaine Rodriguez with Clown, Li- Clown Lives Matter. Oh, God. And, now, and speaking of clowns, we're looking at the, the speaker vote here. Jordan, 194. Hakeem Jeffries, 210. Nobody's going to get, what is it, two, what do we say, 217? 217, typically 218, but it looks like what we're going to get is just nobody elected again. Of course. So I don't think Jeffries is going to get it. Jordan's not going to get it. And then now they're going to have to look at that plan that Jordan brought up about just letting the the temp speaker right. run run shop. Well, again, that's a clown. that's a clown dance in and of itself, you know. On the ground, put the juggling balls down. Put the juggling ball balls down. Don't go near the little dog. On the ground, bozo. You know, get your hand off of the flower. I know you're going <laughs> to squirt me. Take your hand away from the flower. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Once the word gets out that illegal clowns are are welcome here, well, that's funny-looking buses are going to start rolling into town. I just, you know, the whole everything right now is is just a clown dance. It really is. I, I'm sorry, I just did an image search on Jalen. He does look like a clean... You know, I mean, seriously, dude, if he dyed his hair like hot pink or purple, he would actually look like a clown. With the with the weird hairdo there. Well, if, I stand with the clowns. I can't do the voice because of the allergies. <laughs> if these, uh, I stand with my clown brothers and sisters. If these are illegal clowns, we have to use the Spanish word in payaso. <laughs> yes, just to be fair. So what have we learned today on the Sean Rima show? The president is an is a dementia-addled weirdo who hates Jews. Uh, what else have we learned? We've learned that the town is going to hell in a, in a handbasket thanks to a bunch of uh, uh, extremist liberal policies. Crime is on the uptick. Cops, 
The blue line has been erased in San Antonio, Texas. God bless you, folks of law enforcement. Uh, we we now have cl- we have clowns being ejected by police. Uh, uh, you know, uh, which are uh, the cops are just doing their jobs, right? But can you imagine being a law enforcement officer and, uh, you know, a member of a school board actually calls your ass in to eject a clown from a school board meeting and that's, that's your day. That's what, you know, that's your, you, you dreamed all your life about being a police officer. People don't people don't just stumble into law enforcement, right? That's you. You wake up when you're a little kid and want to be a want to be a police officer. I'm looking at the picture, dude. And James Pledger, we thank him for the story of the police standing there, looking at a couple of Karens in clown makeup. You know what I mean? And and he's like, "This is what I do now. This is I get shot at, and I have to get clowns out of school board meetings." I didn't see anybody else in that room except for the clowns. Yes, it looked empty. Who are they disturbing? You know, no, there's not even a hand to shake with a joy buzzer there. There's nobody there. <laughs> but get them out of there, man! Run them out. That's not, we can't. We can have sex books for five year olds in the elementary schools, but arrest the freaking clowns. The thing you really want around kids, you got to get out of there. A drag queen in a thong can sit. You can put your kid on their lap in a school board meeting. You got mayors of towns being spanked by queens, but don't let Bozo in. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'll be back on Monday. Uh, Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine, uh, Trey, Don. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Do some juggling. We'll see you on Monday. Bye.